I wasn't aware that words could hold so much. Kaya from Where the Crawdads Sing. Hello and welcome back to the Turn Right Podcast. This is episode 91. Today I want to talk about the hot bestseller, Where the Crawdads Sing. Um, in particular, I want to focus on the movie and maybe highlight some differences between the movie and the book. But overall, I think it was, it is a very difficult book to analyze, and I'm not sure that I'm up for it. The prose is so perfect, so rich. There's a lot of technical perfection in the book, yet it was a DNF for me. Now, keep in mind, I did read this several years ago uh, when it came out. So what was that, like 2018, 2019? I'm not sure. I just think there's a lot going on in the story and I will never ever ever be as technically correct of a writer as Delia Owens is. So I'm definitely like not qualified to analyze a lot of this, but I guess I just want to give my opinion and my review and what I thought of it. So I know there are some people out there who think the book is problematic but seemingly every book can be considered problematic if you look at it from the wrong angle. But the reasons why I did not finish the story were, quite simply, I'm not really that into nature, and I found the long-winded marsh descriptions to be horribly boring and insufferable. And that's just my opinion. I know they were, you know, really, um, really technical, really, you know, well-written, You know, the imagery was there, but it bored me. It reminded me a lot of, like, John Steinbeck in the way he describes things in, like, utter detail. And as someone that's more intuitive and kind of likes to come to my own conclusion about things, I find this kind of writing kind of dreadful. I also thought at the beginning of the novel that the perspective shifts were confusing the time period shifts, the perspective shifts, and I don't know. To me, it was just kind of like a lot going on. And then I also felt there was distance between me and Kaya in the novel. And I think the novel would have been better for me if it was just in first person, only in Kaya's perspective. I feel like I would have gotten to be closer to her. But I surprisingly really, really enjoyed the movie, and I think I definitely liked the movie better than the book, which I really can't say that about any other movie adaptations. And I was looking on social media, and I found a lot of people seem to have liked the movie better, actually. So here is kind of my take. Number one, the slow pacing of the book actually lended to a great movie adaptation because in general, movies are slower and you have to draw things out to kind of get people to understand the full picture. And so in the story, there is not that much going on really. I mean, it's basically about Kaya getting abandoned by her parents, surviving alone on this marsh, coming of age, falling in love, learning to trust humans, trusting the wrong people, getting manipulated, getting taken advantage of, and ultimately her life comes to one decision and there's a big twist and so on. But overall, that's like not really that involved of a plot line. And I think that translated well 
to the big screen because you know a movie is only going to be like one and a half to two and a half hours long and when you think about a story on paper a novel if you will why was that so hard for me to say um, you know, you can have as many pages as you want. I don't know exactly how long where the Crawdads sing is. You know, I'm guessing it's, you know, probably somewhere between 300 to 400 pages long. You know, you have a lot of time. You have a lot more time in the written word to unpack all of that than you do on the screen. So I think that's number one, why this actually translated well to the big screen as opposed to something like Fantastic Beasts which in my opinion had way too many plot lines, way too much going on. It was chaotic and you felt that when it was on screen and I think it was just really hard to follow on screen and splitting off in way too many different directions. I think the slow pacing of the movie and the setting was well built. We got enough overlay of the marsh. We got a good idea of how life was growing up for Kaya and we had enough time to understand that and her backstory and all of her relationships. Number two, the actress that played Kaya was really believable. Honestly, I really don't follow many actresses and actors, so I actually have no idea who the actress even was, um, but I thought she did a great job. Kaya is a very complicated character, and she was a lot more intriguing on screen, I think. I like the rawness of her character, both in the book and on screen. It's definitely a story about, you know, right and wrong, um, and I think some people have a problem with bad POV characters, but if you see Kaya as bad, perhaps you just don't understand her circumstances because I think Delia Owens did a really good job with letting us empathize with Kaya because she was grown up in this horrible, horrible environment where she was literally abandoned by everyone that she loved. She knew no love. And I think even despite that, she still really chose love time and time again, maybe up until the end. <laughs> Um, but one thing is, is I do agree with some critics saying that she was too clean cut and refined on screen. I agree. Like I definitely pictured her as more of this like gritty backwoods character. And I believe in the book, it's been a long time since I read it, but I believe in the book, they also use like really strong, like accents and like Southern jargon. And I feel like in the movie, it wasn't like, yes, they had Southern accents, but it was very mild. And I feel like, I don't know, I feel like the language definitely was more clean cut in the movie. I also feel like Jennifer Lawrence in The Hunger Games gave like a grittier performance of Katniss Everdeen than this girl who is basically feral and living in a marsh. But despite that, I still felt a lot of emotion for Kaya. Um, and I definitely felt emotion for her, you know, obviously being abandoned and this whole circumstance that was you know, thrust upon her. But I think the book does just really make Kaya seem like absolutely baseline, feral, marsh, creature-like. And I didn't necessarily feel that from the display of the actress. It was more enforced by how the town kept throwing words around about Kaya. But I didn't necessarily see her behave like that, which I guess was the point because she wasn't like that. But... I don't know if that was necessarily as true to the book as I thought it could be. Number three, I think that Delia Owens really wanted the suspense of a thriller, but the beauty of litfic. And I think that's why the novel was boring. Because I personally don't think that someone under investigation for murder translates into a suitable litfic. I think that would have been 
a hell of a lot better if it was a thriller. Like, I'm just trying to think of literary fiction that revolves around a murder. Um, and I can really only think of To Kill a Mockingbird. I, but I don't even know if that really is the same thing at all. I mean, I guess you could say The Great Gatsby, there's a murder in that, but it's not really about like who done it. It's it's really about like Nick Carraway's analysis of of Gatsby and and the wealthy and West Egg and I don't know. I think this story like they really wanted it to be suspenseful, but it just wasn't because it was literary fiction. And I kind of feel the same way about Celeste NG's novels that I feel like there's this big push in publishing to make novels all have like elements of a mystery even when really that's not the point of the novel. So I think the point of the novel was Kaya's development as a character and, you know, how she grew and changed along with the land. And for me, that was really, really boring. Like the plants, the marsh, all of that stuff really didn't hold my interest. Like I got the picture of the marsh in one paragraph. Like that was enough for me. But the whodunit of the story was interesting to me, but it was too drawn out really in a book to be interesting. But in the movie where, again, it was quicker, you know, only one and a half to two hours, I don't exactly know how long it was, um, I think just the overlay of the marsh, the quick transitions of it all, to me, that made the pacing feel a lot more right than it did in the book where I felt like things dragged. Number four, it's a character-driven movie which I have a tendency to like more than plot-driven movies. That's just how I am both with books and uh, movies. You know, plots are flashy, but characters are deep, and characters make you want to reread or rewatch things. The movie is very emotional and will make you feel all sorts of things. You will feel so much empathy for Kaya. You will feel just absolutely disgusted by human beings in general. Uh, there was a guy sitting um, a couple seats away from us and he kept like cursing and like saying all this stuff and like reacting out loud. And it was so funny because it was like this like 40 year old tough guy and you know, you could tell he was really feeling it. So um, I think that it's definitely worth your time to see for sure. But one thing I will call out, which I think is kind of a plot hole in the book, is it's really, really not logical in my opinion at all why Kaya is left and not one of the siblings can take her. Like, I get that they were afraid of the dad, and I get that maybe Kaya's mom was, you know, she was completely, completely just in shock and on the run and trying to take care of herself, and then she got sick and couldn't come back and all of that, but you're telling me that none of the siblings could have taken her? I feel like the dad wasn't after the siblings as much as he was the mom. Like, Jody, step it up. Why couldn't you take Kaya? So anyway, that's my analysis and review of Where the Crawdads Sing. Um, I hope this doesn't make anyone upset. I always try to understand stories from multiple angles when I read them. But overall, for me, I just thought the pacing of the novel was too slow, although it was a very, you know moving and emotional story. Um, the pacing got me at times in the novel and that's why it was a DNF for me, but I did really, really enjoy the movie and I definitely recommend it. I also thought it stayed really true <laughs> to the parts of the book that I read. Um, I never made it to the ending, obviously, of the book, so I don't... I've heard that that was a little bit different from critics, so 
can't speak on that part myself, but I did read like, I would say I read like half of the book. Um, and that half was definitely true to the movie. So thanks so much for listening to this week's episode. Let me know if there are any other books that you want me to review or topics you want me to talk about on this podcast. Um, And as always, keep writing, keep reading, keep querying, and I will talk to you on our next road trip.